Ladies and gentlemen, get those dollars ready. Coming up next to the stage on the Other Ground Podcast, it's your host, Passive J and Ryan. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Ryan over there. Say hi, Ryan. It is Monday, May 18th, and we are officially live on both Podbean and YouTube. Holy oh. shit, things are getting complicated. Holy shit. Yeah, we're going to have to see how this goes. We are simulcasting uh, live on YouTube as well as on Podbean. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Hey, fellas, glad to have you. Uh, Ryan Hatchick, there you go, sir. It was a long day. I'm surprised I pulled this shit together and uh, still made it on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know uh, it's got to be a pain in the ass to actually do your real job and then have to come this afterwards. I'm surprised that you uh, uh, complain about it so very little, to be honest. Well, this is where I get to, you know, let out all the frustration of a day virtually in the office. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can relate. This is the only time I get to speak to people other than my wife. So I look forward to this most days. Uh, today's not one of those days. I'm not feeling the awesomeness, but we promised we weren't going to talk about my medical stuff. So that is all you're going to hear about that. <laughs> uh, they're asking how well, to find it on YouTube. So just go to whatever the hell our page is on YouTube. Um, it hasn't been active long enough to have like a proper URL. So yeah. You can probably search for it. Hell, if yeah. I know, there's also a link to the uh, to the podcast page uh, in the Other Ground thread. Yeah, yeah. I assume if you search for Other Ground Live, it'd probably pop up. Um, but yeah, we'll figure all that stuff out. It's a work in progress. Oh, let's see. I'll be honest with you. I don't have shit for topics. I had a busy day, <laughs> but uh, I did pick up a couple. You got anything you want to talk about before we get started on my shit? Uh, yeah. Have you seen that Chuck E. Cheese is catfishing on Grubhub? What do you mean, sir? So they are out there on Grubhub uh, currently, and what they're doing is listing themselves as a different name so people oh. will order their pizza for delivery, knowing that obviously nobody's going to call and you know want delivery from fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but no one even wants to eat that shit when they're there. <clears throat> I was uh, a fan of Chuck E. Cheese when I was 12, but even then I thought their pizza fucking sucked. Wow, really? I'm surprised they can get away with that. Uh, uh, I, But uh, from what I understand, Grubhub obviously is not going to care as long as they get their money. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm sure that's probably not illegal, but it seems a little bit on the immoral side, doesn't it? Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Like, it seems a little messed up. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, you know, if, if you don't have any confidence in your fucking pizza to the point where you need to change your name to get people to buy it, you should work on your pizza, not a, not changing your name. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, that's. But then again, that's corporations for you. Any way to make a buck. <clears throat> oh yeah, well, fuck them. Well, yep. Let's move on to some sad news. Did you see that uh, Canadian Air Force uh, jet doing a flyover uh, for the uh, you know, for the COVID stuff crashed? No, I didn't. I didn't know Canada had planes. Yes, they do. Uh, they call them uh, the super original name of the Snowbirds, uh, and they're basically the same thing as our Blue Angels or the Navy's uh, Thunderbirds and things like that. And uh, yeah, apparently one of them crashed the other day right after takeoff, and uh, they said at least one of the two pilots died and it, it smacked into a house and did a whole bunch of damage. But luckily enough, there was other than the one death and a fairly serious injury, there wasn't anything else. Oh, we had someone call in, but they didn't stick around. <laughs> I don't think he expected us to answer. <laughs> well, I mean, this is what happens when you trust the Canadians to actually develop pilots. <laughs> like, they're better with moose. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mooses have trouble with the flyovers, so uh, the plane was probably the appropriate thing to use. And it's sad. I, I watched the thing. They both took off, and then all of a sudden, one of them like, shoots almost straight up into the air and rolls over and then starts diving. And what I saw from the... Uh, people talking about it it looked like he had a, a problem almost immediately and was trying to get enough air to uh to eject safely and it didn't work out for anybody anybody really uh 
matter of fact, the one of the pilots ended up on a guy's roof and had to be rescued. Uh, the other one uh, apparently was, was said they hit a tree. Uh, so it's not a good look. Uh, but, and I don't wish bad on anybody. That's got to suck, you know, with their families and things like that. But it does make a good point. Some, a lot of people uh, were not really thrilled with these COVID flyovers that the military is doing. Um, you know, I, I try to explain to them as best that I can that they already have the budget. They have to fly other anyways to keep their skills up. Um, so this was probably going to happen regardless of whether they're doing like a flyover or their normal training. Cause there's obviously some kind of mechanical error, but I'm sure the people that don't like the flyover stuff is going to latch onto this as well. Yeah. People are going to bitch regardless. Yeah. 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 But it's just sad. Uh, that was one of the two topics I had for today. So uh, unfortunately we're not halfway through the show, so we're going to have to wing this shit at some point and just start looking up articles and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing I had, uh, did you see what Anthony Smith said today? No, I did not. Did he say something crazy? He said something shitty, in my opinion. Anthony Smith, uh, you had seen the how the ref had taken responsibility for all that. He said, that's my fault. You know, I, I, right. take, I take sole responsibility. Anthony Smith called him a coward for doing that and says it's a soft world. He said that he shouldn't have apologized for doing his job and just that and the other, and he's a coward for apologizing. And suddenly, I'm not an Anthony Smith fan anymore. <laughs> you know that? That's some bullshit. Because the guy was obviously just trying to take some heat off of your corner, Anthony, and take all the responsibility for himself. And you're going to call him a fucking coward for it. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's still probably concussed. So I, I don't know how much stock I'll put into anything. Anthony Smith says for another, you know, probably three to six weeks. Right. But isn't that a shitty thing to say? I mean, cause I mean, if, to me, at least it's pretty clear that the ref was trying to help you out, trying to make it so your corner doesn't look like the bad guys. And that's how you respond to it? That's bullshit. Yeah, so probably the way it is, is Smith was in his own way trying to say, no, you didn't fuck up. He just said it very, very, very poorly. Yeah, that that upset me quite a bit because, you know, that ref's out there looking for you. As far as I was concerned, he's trying to do you guys a favor. But yet, as you mentioned, you you can't really be too judgmental on someone who's had the shit beat out, beaten out of him recently. Yeah, exactly. That guy's probably still, you know, half loopy after just getting his brain pulverized Damn. for a That's, full fight. Man, that was so, man, that was such a bad fight to watch near the end. That was, to me, in some ways, that was worse than the uh, Tony and uh, Justin fight. Well, it was because there's two straight 10-8 rounds. That didn't happen in Gaethje versus Ferguson. Right, Those right. Pretty much all still 10-9. Right. Ferguson kept on getting tagged, but he was at least semi intel uh, def- uh, defending himself fairly well. Uh, near the end, Smith was just a punching bag. Exactly. Yeah. He, I still don't get how they didn't stop that fight going into that final round. Like, it's just the smart thing to do at that point. Mm-hmm. Your fighter cannot win. You just lost two straight 10 eights. Like, your only chance is a Hail Mary, but like, realistically, you have to know your guy's just going to go out there and take more and more damage. So, I mean, and, and I hate to be judgmental about others without knowing the motivations, but how often do you think that is because the coaches and the trainers and stuff know that they get paid more if he wins? I mean, it's part of it. And they're also trying to, you know, supposedly kind of protect the interest of the fighter too. Cause I mean, the fighter is also walking away with half the pay if he doesn't win. So You can kind of understand it, but like for the long-term viability of your guy as a fighter, you got to fucking take care of him. Yeah, exactly. And and I've heard people making comments about how he didn't look. He looked like he didn't want to be in there from round three on. And I don't hold. I don't hold that against the guy. Well, of course he didn't want to be there. He's getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Anytime you go to the corner, and the thing that you're talking about is the fact that your teeth are falling out. You should probably live to fight another day at that point, and just say, "Hey, this is not my mm-hmm. night." No, apparently not. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go shoot on over to the OG and see what we have, what they're talking about over here. Uh, oh, mountain biking for old farts. Uh, do you ever do any mountain biking, Ryan? Like as a kid, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I've been on an actual bike in probably a decade and a half past, you know, an assault bike for cardio. Right. Yeah. Same here. Um, I have my tricycle and that's it. Uh, mountain biking looks like it would be interesting, but it also looks like it's not a sport that someone in their mid to late forties should probably take up. Cause, uh, 
it, it, some of it looks pretty intense. I guess it depends on what the type of trails you're taking and all that good stuff. But yeah. Well, and also for you, I mean, you're also eight foot 14. You have the bone density of a paper straw. <laughs> probably not a good idea. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I remember when I was a young child, uh, taking up roller skating, uh, one of the, one of the few times I saw my dad, uh, and I mentioned that to him, he goes, that's a good idea. He goes, that's the sort of thing you want to learn now. Cause as you get older, that floor just gets farther and farther away. <laughs> and he was six, nine. So he had a point, uh, he knew, he knew all about falling down. <laughs> yeah. You're headed for a shattered hip at some point in your lifetime. Oh, I hope not. I, I maybe I'll just wear pillows around my hips all the time. Just to pad the blow. <laughs> that might be the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh-oh. We, uh, team Evil. Uh-oh. Are we having problems here? I noticed something Team Evil Bad Guy said. That we're getting two saying, sets of echo. No, no okay. if you listen Don't scare to me this like that. and YouTube at the same time, you're going to get crazy echoing because they're not oh. going to be completely, perfectly synced up. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Scared me. I was like, I figured we had all of our audio problems uh, behind us. Last thing I want to do is trying to figure that shit out. Although we will have some interesting audio problems because if you think about it, so the YouTube feed will hear everything as I hear it. Podbean will hear everything as you hear it. So when you hear my audio go to shit, YouTube's still going to be fine and vice versa. Oh, excellent. As far as I know, my audio uh, doesn't really uh, have any problems for the most part. One of the advantages of being the only one going through the uh, desktop app as opposed to what you're doing, uh, fooling your computer to think you're on a phone no but it does so like it will go out on my end at times like you'll sound like a robot or other things that we have callers have like again remember youtube is as i hear it not right. as Podbean is is right 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 well hopefully we don't have too many issues like that the biggest issue i noticed other than uh uncle canada's shitty ass connection um is that for a lot of times when people are speaking you'll hear a big pause where you think you lost them. And then, but then after that, the audio continues without a break, you know, like they, they, if they're going to say, yeah, I went to that store, you'd hear, yeah, I went to that store with a big pause in between, but you don't lose any of the, uh, of the, uh, actual conversation. Yeah. I think what we actually need to do is like, as a community here, we need to get together and, and raise some funds to get uncle Canada, like a proper headset. Yeah, I don't know if it's a problem with his headset, his Wi-Fi connection, or his phone. But man, he has a horrible connection. Uh, a lot of times, I'm actually I actually miss parts of what he's saying, and everything he drops is gold. So that's unacceptable, you know. Uh. Yeah, and Sly makes a good point. He's a fucking engineer. Like, figure it out. <laughs> and he has bar none the worst connection of anyone we talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> we should probably ask know, him. We should actually catch him on one of his more sober days and ask him what exactly what his setup is. Maybe we can lead him through to something better. Yeah, if he's trying to communicate via conch shell, like there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has entire equipment's built by the professor from Gilligan's Island. Something along those lines, Christ. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I mean, I, I'm serious. I do apologize, guys, that I, I don't really have much in the way of topics today. I try to go throughout the day trying to pick them up, but I had shit I was going on today. And well, I only recently at least home. we hmm? should give at least a little bit of a an update here. Don't go into the actual procedure itself, but what was the news that came out of your procedure today? All right. Yeah. Well, I uh, um, <clears throat> I went and got, get that got that colonoscopy today, and it went well. Uh, the actual colonoscopy is the easy part of it. It's all the prep work that sucks, and I will put the prep work in my top ten of most rotten experiences. Uh, it. It just sucked. <laughs> the and it wasn't even the hungry part. The hungry part was bad, but the but the prep stuff that they had you do, and which we won't go into details, uh, they empty you out, so to speak. Uh, but after the procedure is over, uh, he told me that he found a, a whole bunch of benign polyps uh, that they're going to uh, have biopsy just in case, but he doesn't uh, think we're going to encounter any problems. And what I thought was, okay, uh, I'm going to tell you guys about something I probably haven't before. Did I ever mention my anal fissure? What the fuck? Yeah. Um, since I was like nine or 10, I guess back when I was eight or nine or 10, I, I, I strained too hard and I gave my, trying to take a poop and gave myself an anal fissure, which, which basically all it is, is a rip in your butthole. Um, so I, uh, using the bathroom, sometimes if I push too hard or if, if I went too many times, I will get blood. It, my butt hole bleeds. <laughs> uh, he knew about that. I told him about that. And from what he did with the thing, it turns out it, 
probably isn't an anal fissure. It's an internal hemorrhoid. Um, so that part's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah, That's, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't going to bring that part up, but it was pertinent to the conversation. And I tell very few people about that because actually it's an embarrassing condition. Um, it's not yeah, debilitating. Dragonoff hit it right on the head here. The one time you decide not to give minimal effort and you give <laughs> yourself a fucking internal hemorrhoid. Yeah, that's exactly. That's why I don't try it shit anymore because it, it hurts me. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it is what it is. And he thinks it's IBS. He said he saw no serious problems. It's not diverculitis. It's not colitis or anything like that, which is good. So it's it is good news. Uh, I don't have anything seriously wrong with me. That's going to kill me. The bad news is I really did not want it to be IBS. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty restrictive diet. Uh, and while I don't mind a lot, uh, like the diet you put me on is not too bad, but it's, it's even restrictive on that. Like, you know, you, you told me to eat the meat, rice, and vegetables. Well, I can't even have half the vegetables in the world anymore. I, and what, yeah, I'll be honest with you, what you don't bothers me the most. I can't have baked beans. I motherfucking love me some baked beans, dude. Well, so this is the thing, like, this is why I put you on the diet that I did mm -hmm. is we need to cut down essentially everything that's going in your body to where it's a list of like four or five things. Once you get those four or five things and you know that those don't cause any sort of flare up, then you add another thing and you see, does this add any sort of flare up? No. Okay. Let's add another thing. It could very well be that you can have your beloved baked beans at some point here it's just, we need to start at a very, very finite number of things that you're putting into your body and build that up. And that's how you can kind of work around the condition you have. Right. The other thing that you need to figure out is the entire stress side of it, because I think you're doing it to yourself half the time. That's entirely possible. I've always said that I don't handle stress well. It makes me feel like shit even before I started having these serious stomach problems. Um, and one of the hard things for me is, Every, if you look at what's considered the, the FODMAP diet, which is what the, the doctor told me to be on, it's different for every person. You can look up the FODMAP diet, click on three different things and find three completely different things. Uh, you know, well, here's a good example. Uh, Metamucil. I read in an article, you know, a couple different articles that you didn't want to take non-soluble fiber uh, when you, if you have IBS. And then I found today an article that says that that's exactly the thing that you want to take for your IBS. You know, uh, one, one FODMAP diet says you can only have unripe bad bananas, that you can't have ripe bananas. Then this, then a, the diet that my doctor gave me right now says bananas are fine. It's, it's really confusing. And I don't think it's because people are wrong. I think it's because uh, IBS is such an individual thing. And, you know, uh, while there are common denominators for what will set you off, it's such a person-to-person -person thing that even people putting out diets for other people, it might not be right for me. Uh, so what you're talking about, the elimination, the elimination diet is exactly what I have to do. I there's, I'm going to obviously avoid the highly, you know, red foods, so to speak, you know, the really bad ones, but there's lots of them that is saying that I can't have that I've eaten all my life without encountering any problems. So I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to knock it down to like five things and eat only that for a month. And then once my stomach hasn't given me any issues for a long time, then I'll start adding in things. Uh, although I think I am going to eat bananas still. I don't, <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. It's so, it's confusing and really frustrating. So again, we're going to start with exactly what I laid out and go mm -hmm. from there. Yep. Yep. And that's what we're going to do. So, and in the long run, I'll be fine. So, and I don't want to complain about it because I've already done enough complaining. And there's so many people out there with worse issues. Man, it's the life can be depressing sometimes. Uh, one of the reasons I don't like reading the news really is because uh, mostly it's political bullshit, and the rest of it is just depressing shit. Man, you know, I, I guarantee you, I could pop onto Yahoo News and find something super duper depressing within 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, you, oh, yeah, you told me I'm you sure you're right. Yeah, I'm, you've told me you don't even follow a lot of the news, right? No, I give zero shits about the news. Like I'll just. I'll pick things up here and there, but like, I will not watch news. I will not seek out news is like, I'll just take things as they come. So if anything's super important, like it'll start kind of like trending on Twitter and I'll see it that way or something else. Like I don't necessarily need to be out there hearing about politics 24 seven and whatever the worst fucking thing in every city that's going on. Right. Right. I was a fan of watch watching the local news when I 
watch TV at all. That was one of the things I like to do in the morning was have the local news on while I'm getting ready. Uh, but I don't even do that anymore because, like you said, if it's super duper important, you're going to find out anyways. Now, the only reason I look through the news is for stuff to talk about. Um, <clears throat> did you well, see some other pe- thing? Hmm? The other thing about the local news is like it's not the same anymore. Now they're all conglomerated together to from like two or three different companies. And then you have all this shit that clear channel pushes down that they have to play on local news. So you still get the same, you know, shit message. If you're watching local news in Detroit and New York, wherever the fuck you are, like you're, you're hearing the same stories. Right. Exactly. And who needs all that? Oh, let's see. Uh, did you know that some people are unhappy that Overeem was paid that much? He was the highest paid person on that card. Like, why would you be angry about that? No, like, he, he's they, been in the UFC for how fucking long? Mm-hmm. He's had championship runs. Like, he's going to be making a very large amount of money. And on top of all of that, he's in the biggest weight class, both obviously physically, but also like marquee wise. Your right, heavyweights right. are always going to draw your most money. Yep. Yeah, I know. I thought it was funny. Uh, for people asking, he made $400,000 in that fight, plus whatever, you know, back bonuses or all that good stuff. But that was the listed pay. And I thought that was the wrong thing to uh, be complaining about anyways. Uh, I, think, I think most people complaining were not so much complaining that he made $400,000, but that he made so much more than everybody else. More of a, you know, uh, the other people aren't getting paid enough. But you, but you are 100% right. There's not a chance he doesn't deserve that type of money. Uh, look at his fucking career. Jesus Christ. What is the guy been, he, he's been fighting for almost 30 years or something or 25 years. I know he got started pretty young when he was like 15 or 16 and he just turned 40. That's yeah, a long... so he, uh, he became only the second active fighter. Um, I think it's Alexander Olenek, maybe the other one, uh, that has now won a fight in like four different decades. Yeah. Something I thought, so, I Three saw something like that as well. Yeah. Well, 2020s, 2010s, 2000s, and not, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, and I always liked the guy. I, uh, um, I understand that they can't have people doing steroids. It's, it's not fair to the people that don't want to do that and risk their health. But man, I would love to see a separate league for people that just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Cause as much as I liked the, as much as I enjoyed that fight the other night, that's, he's a shadow of himself compared to how he used to fight. Yeah. It's called Japan. Yeah, well, yeah, but none of them can make the big money there. I wish UFC would would make an all steroid league. Um, that, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's gonna fly with them. You know, no, having a parent not. company and all. Yeah, probably not. But but a guy can dream, right? <laughs> I mean, Fight Island. You can just say that there's no commission that oversees it. Oh, there you go. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and there, man, it's funny all these comments about Fight Island, and I've never seen anything firm that that's actually gonna happen. Dana keeps saying that it is absolutely a thing that they're building out the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, another thing from that fight the other night, I saw a funny post from Angela Hill, uh, who uh, who lost her fight, but obviously thought that she won it, and it was close enough that I th- I thought she won it too, but I didn't consider it a really gigantic robbery. Um, but I guess people are uh, telling her to get over it, and so she posted today. She was telling me to get over it. I'm already looking to fight next week. She wants on the next card. Uh, apparently, despite the fact that she lost, she took zero damage, and she wants to fight again this weekend. Well, that was the thing. She does have a, a legitimate gripe there. It's like, yeah, she did not take a ton of damage. She gave out more damage. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the rounds are relatively close. You're not going to call it a robbery, but like, if you just look at it, and if you were just kind of given the overall looking at the end of the fight, who won? She looked like she won. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and people are like, oh, you can't judge it by that. I'm like, well, you kind of can, <laughs> you know, if the other, if one person walks, walks out perfectly fine, the other one looks all messed up. God, who was that fighter that lost a fight, went out to party and his opponent went to the hospital. God, who was That's that? happened a ton. Yeah. 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 But that's, uh, it was pretty funny. I, someone used that as an example of why they thought they didn't win the, uh, didn't lose the fight. It's like, man, my opponent's in the hospital. I'm going to the bar. Who do you think won? <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, see but... it all the time, and I know at least personally when I've judged fights, like I judge them much differently than a lot of these like old school boxing people. Like if I'm taking taking into account like effective striking, like there is a component of that that is damage. Hmm. If I can tell someone got 
pretty fucked up. Like I'm going to lean towards the person, you know, putting out that damage. But some of them, some of these boxing judges are all about just like, did did a punch occur? They give it that, and then they don't understand a ground game, so they put way too much emphasis on on failed takedowns or takedowns where they don't do anything with them. And then there's the idiocy where some people think that octagon control and aggression are as important as effective striking and grappling. And that's mm. totally wrong according to the rules. Right, exactly. I think people on the chat box are Nine Lives and Richard Gear are mentioning it was that was probably the BJ uh uh GSP fight, the first one. Yeah, that sounds right, considering BJ Penn doesn't show damage at all. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been really fucked up because of his skin tone and such. It's hard to see the bruises and things. Well, it's like, yeah, if you take him and then you take like one of the Diaz brothers, like they're cut up in every fight, but that's because like you could just walk up and open hand slap one of them and they're going to get cut open. Yeah, they're just genetically disposed to that, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. Bone structure and everything else. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is weird. All right, let's go to the good old other ground. See what else they're talking about here today. Uh, by the way, any of you guys are feel free to call in to save me from the mediocrity that's going to be this show. <laughs> uh, let's see. And once again, it's politics, politics. Who hasn't got a haircut since the pandemic? Well, that's actually a thing. Uh, what are you doing about your hair, Ryan? I always just buzz mine down. So like I'm half bald anyway, so mm -hmm. I just take clippers straight to it. I don't go as far as like I see Mike and actually shave my head because that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> but I'm basically the next step from it. Right. Now my Which, beard, my beard is growing out. I have not trimmed that down for the entirety of the lockdown. Oh my, <laughs> are you looking like a Muslim terrorist? No, it hasn't been long enough for that. But like, so generally, generally going into winter. So around October, I'll stop shaving and I will then trim it back down. Basically the first day it hits like 60 degrees. Uh, this year so was kind of a longer winter, so yeah, I had like the full like terrorist beard. I'll <laughs> at least keep it. I'll at least keep it kind of faded, so like you know, I won't have like the super puffy like sideburns and shit like that. But yeah, the length gets uh, a little ridiculous. Yeah, I have to do that too. I, I was I, at one point I kept my beard quite a bit longer uh, until I saw a picture of myself, and like you said, it's like it was all poofy in the mutton chops part, and just just didn't look right. So now I, I keep my uh, beard uh, trimmed down to, it was uh, about a quarter of an inch, but I moved it up to three eighths uh, a couple days ago. Cause I wanted, wanted it to thicken up a little bit, but for my hair, uh, luckily for us, my wife bought uh, dog clippers um, actually for the cat. And we decided if it was good enough for our cat, it's good enough for me. And she pretty much uh, clipped it down to almost nothing, uh, which I like, I like the look. Um, Unfortunately, I can tell that while I'm never going to go bald, uh, the corners are starting to rise up there, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're getting just kind of the, the standard thing. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I mean, shit happens, right? It's yeah, dude, hair. dude, I hate my hair. So uh, while I think it wouldn't be a good look for me, I wouldn't miss it if it was gone that much. People are like, oh, you got curly hair. I'm like, no, I've got frizzy hair, okay? I've, I've got the worst hair in the world. It's like a Brillo pad. A soft Brillo pad, but, but a Brillo pad. My hair my hair is so weird that I can jump into a pool, and as long as I pop my head, you know, dive into it and pop my head back out, my hair will still be dry. It repels water. You probably shouldn't be diving into pools, given that you're 13 feet tall. Oh, yeah, yeah, too. I mean, but I haven't done that in a while. With cannonballs, mostly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's a weird thing to uh, not be able to go get your haircut. All these basic things. Now the uh, it's funny. The uh, governor came on today while I was sitting in the uh, room waiting to get a camera stuck up my butt, and uh, she opened things up for parts of Michigan, uh, the parts of Michigan that nobody's in. <laughs> she opened up like the Upper Peninsula and like the top quarter of the Lower Peninsula uh, to like regular stuff. They, now there's still requirements that they have to have social distancing and stuff like that, but they've opened up the restaurants and all that good stuff. So the, what's going to happen this weekend is all these people in the Detroit area are going up North, totally defeating the purpose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just asking ourselves to hit like a second wave of this entire thing Yeah, because people just can't fucking do the right thing. No, Not necessarily no. saying everybody should be locked down, but like use some fucking common sense. Christ. 
Right, right. Yeah, exactly. The, these areas are being open because they're very low population and there's been barely any cases. The reason that there's been barely any cases is people weren't allowed to travel there. That was one of the restrictions we had. You were like you weren't allowed to like travel to other places like that for no reason. Uh, for a while, they, they wouldn't even let people go up to their properties up there if, if it wasn't their primary home. They relented on that. But I guarantee you there's just going to be a shitload of people up there because they can't drink here and party here. So up north they go. Yeah, that'll be an interesting experiment of, of all that that happens. Like you've already seen. So there have been the, the stories that have popped up, like a lot of these places that held like large scale protests and like ignoring orders and things like that have started to already see spikes. But yep. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid of it myself. I realize it does kill people that aren't old and feeble, but I've, it's never really been a concern of me. To me, rather, I uh, have been wearing a mask when I, on the rare occasions I go out, because it makes other people feel better. It doesn't, you know. And don't get me wrong, wearing a mask sucks. Uh, none of them fit me. My head is way too big, um, but uh, I do it just because it makes other people feel better. Uh, and I don't see why that's such a big deal for other people. Oh, it's my constitutional right not to wear a mask. Well, yeah, it is. That's 100%. You, you shouldn't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. But you should probably want to, dude. You, you, it's not hurting you, and it's helping other people out. Well, it's it's fucking stupid is what it is. Like, mm. like why are you going to hang your hat on it's my constitutional right to spread disease to other people? Right, right, exactly. Like, that's not, it's not an individual right that you should be celebrating. Exactly. And at first I didn't even take it that seriously, but I've known enough people that, uh, I don't know anyone close to me that have died, but I know a whole bunch of people that have people close to them died. And yes, a lot of them were older or had issues like that, but that doesn't mean they want, want to die. It's like, oh yeah, he was 64 and he was overweight. Well, yeah, yes, he was. That does make him a greater risk, but that's still dead. I mean, it doesn't make his family feel any better because he was at risk. He's still just as dead if he, as if he wasn't at risk at all. Uh, and then there's the, you know, mid 30 year old, you know, former college athletes that aren't overweight at all that still drop dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Uh, uh, and it's weird to be living through something like this. This is like history stuff. This is stuff you read in a history book about like the Spanish plague and this, that, and the other. Uh, it's definitely well, not something I ever expected to encounter during my lifetime. Did you see the story on uh, Habib's father? Oh, yeah. The goddamn coma from it came out of it. And apparently, like, through his, like, family and extended family, like, it said, like, something in upwards of, like, 20 people have had it and have gone through like some issues. I don't know if anybody died, but I don't think they said it either way. But like, yeah, it's destroying his entire fucking family. Right, exactly. And from what I understand, I don't know if this is permanent or not, but they say he had 75% of his lungs damaged from the disease. Well, if he was, uh, and if he ended horrible, up in a coma dude. from it, yeah, he's he's going to have some lasting issues because he was probably intubated. And if you're on a ventilator, like that thing can cause some serious issues. Man, See, and that, that's one of the things that scare me because, you know, I am an ex-smoker um, and I'm still a pot smoker. So I constantly think about what the condition of my lungs. Uh, there's nothing worse than being able to take taking a breath and not being able to breathe. I knew a couple people that had emphysema and other lung issues uh, back in the day. And they were miserable. They couldn't, you can't do, once you lose your lung function, you can't do anything but sit in a chair and watch the world go by. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Once again, something I don't wish on anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So Jay, what are you, what are you doing this, uh, this upcoming weekend here being that we have no fights? Oh shit. I'll be honest with you. I don't mind. <laughs> I like doing them, but man, they are rough on me. I like, I basically, even though I don't drink like you guys do, uh, I'm really firm believer in having a set schedule. Uh, so staying up really, really, really long past my bedtime kind of fucks me up for the entire next day because I'm old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was can't... only old if I had to be up, you know, ridiculous early. Like I, like I did this past weekend here, but yeah, this is going to be weird. A, a weekend with no sports, the uh, the Bulls documentary ended this past weekend, so like we don't even have that Sunday night. Like it's gonna wow. be a weird weekend coming up, and a, a weird long weekend coming up, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that this weekend? Uh, I thought, wow, it is this weekend, isn't it? Let me look at yeah, my Memorial Day, day isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll, damn, I always thought it was the week after that, but let me look. Well, let's see. Oh, wait a minute. I, we have a caller. Oh, look who it is. Yay! What up, Uncle Canada? Hey, what's up, boys? How you guys doing? How you doing, man? Just shooting the shit. Yeah, I just got back from Toronto. Actually, this this weekend, today is our uh, long weekend. It's called the May 2-4 weekend, Victoria Day. Um, yeah, man, fuck. So, yeah, you guys have your weekend, or is it long weekend next weekend or weekend after? It looks like this. Uh, it, uh, Memorial yeah, Day is May weekend. 25th. Yep, so okay. next Monday. Okay, yeah, okay. Which, which seems a little on the early side, but I'm not going to complain. See, then that's, God. Man, speaking of things that this disease is fucking up, Memorial Day at the place that I work at is a big fucking deal. I mean, uh, we start off on Saturday with normally uh, some sort of big party, uh, like a because it's the start of the summer. On Sunday and Monday, we have big outside barbecues. On uh, on the Sunday one, they have kids' activities where they bring out giant inflatables and and clowns and musicians. Um, magicians excuse me uh popcorn carts cotton candy carts you know a trackless train that drives around the PJ, course it's PJ, a big deal did you say mu- musicians or magicians or i, I meant to, i meant to say magicians but i slurred the first okay. time it, uh, it was musicians it's magicians that also play music it, we've had those um but it's a big deal and obviously it's not happening now um another thing that i've been thinking about lately is the place i work at is uh, as you guys know, it's a country club. It's used a lot for life events. When I say life events, I think mean things like weddings, uh, birthday parties, that sort of thing. You know, big deals for the families. And because of where we where I work at, these are planned out years in advance. Uh, like at any given time, the catering manager is talking to somebody about something going on the next year or the year after that, because they know when the birthday is going to be when that when the kid turns thirteen. Uh, and all that stuff's going down the drain. Uh, and for some of these kids, it's a big deal. You know, they're about mitzvah when they turn 13 and turn into a man and all the good stuff. But I feel kind of feel bad. I mean, obviously it's just a party and they're, they're going to get by and stuff, but these, a lot of these events are big deals for people. Can you imagine if you booked a wedding at the, cl- the club in for like at the beginning of April and you had to cancel the wedding because the place isn't open. Yeah. But these guys I, come for right number one so I, I know what you're saying hey just a quick question for you guys so here in ontario they opened up golf courses as kind of they're opening up you know uh, our province a little bit more golf courses were opened up i think friday this past friday or saturday so it's not like that in michigan pj um and what about you ryan are, are golf course wise and stuff are they open anything up or um for me because obviously the country club has a golf course uh they have opened it up at first, you could only walk, which mean, which meant nothing was going to happen because very few of our members are going to walk the course. Uh, recently, that they, they said you could use golf course uh, singly, and at which point our golf course course did open. We have a little halfway house that's open, but the problem being, none of our facilities can really be open. They can't open up the locker room, they can't open up the fitness center, and they can't open up the restaurant. That being the case, even though there's a little business going there, I'm not going back to work because they're not going to bring me back to work just to sit there all day and answer four phone calls a, a shift or something like that. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, so here, um, I, I think golf courses have been open for a while just with certain restrictions. Okay. Um, yeah, so no caddies, uh, sanitation of golf carts after use, and the tea times are stretched out to be like 10 or 15 minutes apart as opposed to like five. Right. Right. See, that was the thing I, I always, uh, I have never did a full round of golf, but there's been several times I went out in the course of buddies and, you know, let them drive. And when they hit a green, I'll drop a ball and, you know, and just try to putt cause I can do that. And it's always a weird thing trying the, t- how they time that shit out. Um, you know, they're like, oh, this guy goes and that guy goes and that guy goes. And just a couple times I've been out in the golf course, I saw that shit didn't work out at all. You know, we had to let a couple people pass us because they were faster golfers than us. We caught up with somebody else at one point and had to pass them. Um, pass I get, or passed them? We had to pass them. Pa- oh, we had to pass them. Yeah. Oh, so, and it, okay. No, I'm breaking your balls, brother. I'm breaking your balls. Speaking of breaking balls, we were talking about you earlier today, and we've made a decision. We need to figure out your connection. You're one of my favorite callers, but your connection is always fucking shit. 
Oh, first off, what are you? You're obviously you're using your phone. Do you have? Do you use headphones? No, I'm not. No, no. The thing is, I'm using my laptop. Uh, is it my connection is not good now as well, or what? No, actually, Today today's actually a, been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm been impressed. You haven't had any issues, but a lot of times we can't hear what the fuck you're saying, and you and you're dropping gold, and I want to catch that gold, sir. Uh, so today you're using something different than normal. No, no. I think what it is is uh, sometimes I forget to close a program or two running in my in my background type thing. And after a few stellar trois, I kind of forget that I left. The <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remember. I'll remember that moving forward. So uh, that's okay. You know, like I said, you know, we, we love having you on and but we want the most clearest one we can get. And I said, like today you sound fine. So that's good. Yeah. Although I'm surprised you're running off a laptop. Most people can't do that. Like, uh, did you like load in blue stacks to, so you could do it off that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my, see my cell phone, I, I got, I, I'm not really a cell phone person per se. I, I got a very basic cell phone pay as you go. I just don't like to be fucking connected all the time and that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I remember when the, the podcast first started, I asked whether or not it was possible. Could I do it on my laptop? And I think right. Or PJ, you, you recommended uh, blue stacks. So I, yeah. that's what I downloaded blue stacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. That explains a lot. Well, apparently it's just a, a matter of making sure that you aren't overtaxing your computer. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All so, right. All right. Well, shit. Uh, Uncle Canada, you got anything you want to talk about? As I mentioned, I didn't do my homework today, so we don't really have much in the way of topics. Uh, okay. So, uh, so when I was in Toronto, uh, I was watching Fox News this morning because uh, I fucking saw that uh, the future is fucking skyrocketing, skyrocketing today and the whole work. So how many states now are fully open? I thought I seen what, five or six. And that's why the markets went up. And I remember... Uh, watching a story about some guy in New Jersey. I'm not sure. I, I watched the beginning when he, I guess, went against state law and opened up his gym. I'm not sure if the stadies came in. So I guess the two questions, do you guys know what happened with that New, New Jersey guy that opened up his gym? Number two, mm-hmm. how many states do you guys know that are fully open, ready for business? Well, I can, I can answer the first one because I read that article. Uh, apparently this morning uh, at 8 a.m., the, the gentleman opened up his gym the police came as they're opening, uh, told the people gathered in line and the gym owner that they are informal. They are, uh, this is a formal, uh, how do you put it? Uh, this uh, he, he wanted me to let you know that uh, you are officially breaking the COVID-19 uh, regulations. Uh, have a nice day. Be safe. And he turned around and walked away. So so apparently the, the cops in New Jersey don't really want to enforce that shit. So basically, they came and said, "Hey, you're breaking the law. Have a great day," and walked away. Uh, to, to cheers from the gym people, by the way. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Once again, you know, I if if you're willing to expose yourself to go out, you, I think you should at this point. Everyone knows what it's about. It's not like it was two months ago where there wasn't a lot of information on it. Most people should be aware of what it is and take the reasonable precautions. That being the case, let them take their reasonable precautions and take the risks if they want to. I think it's right. Do you know how many states are fully open now? I believe I saw again uh, Fox. I think they said six or seven were more or less fully open, ready to go, or I don't know. It it sounds probably right. I don't know offhand exactly how many. Like we know, so we know Wisconsin is because they took it to the state supreme court, and apparently they thought it was unconstitutional not to be. Um, Florida is basically northern Mexico, so yeah, there's no law there. Um, <laughs> I think Texas might be. It wouldn't surprise me if Texas was. Um, but yeah, I don't know of any others offhand. Okay, well, let's see. I pulled up something. I just put typed in what states are opening. Uh, Alabama's stay-at-home order expired April 30th. It issued a replacement order that encouraged people to stay home and, and continue to ban non-work gatherings of 10 people or more. But other than that, it's pretty much good. Uh, Alaska, oh, Jesus, uh... They opened up April 24th, but with restrictions. Uh, okay, this is every single one of them. So <laughs> I'm not going to go through all 50 states. It's, it sounds like most of them are starting to do some uh, lifting of the restrictions, but very few of them are completely open. Okay. Uh, yeah, fuck. I, well, I guess we'll see what happens within a month, two months, whether cases go up, yada, yada, yada. But uh, yeah, people are just fucking, you know, eight, not eight to nine weeks being in your home. You're fucking, you're going crazy. You're not working. This is oh, not yeah. a, especially down south. You guys are 
in America with the constitutional rights, you know, basically freedom and that. And fucking I respect that. Tip my hat to you guys. Again, it's it's kind of it could be a powder keg. Again, it'll be interesting to find out whether cases do go up in these states that, you know, are more or less open days. So I don't know. Right, right. We just had Anonymous Camel ask if the second stimulus plan has passed. It passed through the House. I would be kind of surprised if it made it through the Senate at this point. But then again, I'm not huge into politics, so who am I to say? But It's it's not going to pass in the Senate because it was a Democrat-backed bill, so McConnell won't even bring it. Like, this is the thing. Like It's playing stupid politics. Like, yeah, people could probably use the second stimulus being the first one bailed out fucking big corporations and rich people more than actual people. But yeah, whatever. It'll be what it'll be. Did you see what Mark Cuban wants to do? Probably something crazy, but he is kind of crazy brilliant. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he wants he, what he wants us to do is and it's it's actually kind of neat. He wants everyone, each household, to get a thousand dollar stimulus check every two weeks. Uh, but here's the thing: he wants he says that you would have to uh, spend it with within ten days, or it gets uh, taken back. Like 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 they would give you like a temporary credit card uh, or something like that, and put a thousand dollars on it every two weeks. But if you but if you have them spend it, they don't add to it. Because like, apparently he wants to like stimulate the economy by forcing people to spend money. So if you give someone a thousand dollars and say you have ten days to spend this or you lose it, they will obviously going to spend all that shit. And that's how people end up with Wookie suits. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So yeah. okay. So back. So back to the Pelosi or whatever it was the three trillion dollar thing. Actually, I was um, did uh, did some research this morning. She wants to fucking tie a whole shitload of stuff with that trillion. Three trillion dollar uh, bill, right? She wants to tie mar- legalization of marijuana uh, in regards to illegal immigrants and stuff like that. So, I think that's that might be the reason why it's going to get shot down. Like, hey, you're right; it, it, it is bipartisan, right? Like, either way, the Republicans have their own agenda, Democrats have their own agenda as well. But yeah, man, um, what our Cuban thing though? It, it kind of does make sense. You're basically forcing people to spend, which is going to stimulate the economy, right? It's like fucking, uh, you, you have an empty tank of gas and you fucking <laughs> throw a little bit of jet fuel. It's going to fucking whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to force the economy. That's kind of a good way to do it early, right? Yeah. Until you get things going again. So, Brian? It's, no, it's, it is actually a, a good plan for what a stimulus is supposed to be. Um, and to kind of touch back with kind of what Grad was saying as far as like, yeah, some of the stupid shit that's in this Democrat bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's stuff in there that should absolutely be pulled out. Um, the problem is, is like we all know like the brass tax here, right? Nothing is going to get passed that gives money to regular Americans without attaching a bunch of stuff that's going to give a gigantic cut for the rich or to big business because that's really who owns you know, with government. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate truth that uh, lobbyists and things like that run Washington. The thing is, why is that unfortunate? So capitalism, right? You want, you want, you want to give uh, big corporations tax cuts. The reason why is because if you do, right, uh, if you entice them to stay within America, let's say, for example, by uh, offering less tax and let's say China, what have you, they're, they're going to be entitled to fucking stay here, reinvest here, in, a, in the long run, obviously hire more Americans. For me, as because I, I'm very capitalistic, uh, my, my, my thinking is very capitalistic. So that makes sense. You want to entice the rich to stay here. You want to entice the rich to invest here, to create more jobs, to build more factories. And they're going to get rich, yes. At the same time, the middle class is not going to get wiped away. You're not going to eliminate the middle class, right? But that's the thing. They've proven over time this whole idea of trickling down doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And what you run into is the fact that we're completely subsidizing companies that are not, they're paying less in taxes than I am. And they're quick to shoot things overseas because we're never going to be able to get a a low enough tax rate on them that can compete with some of these emerging uh, emerging countries. We see it right now. We just gave billions of dollars to the airline industry and they've already said on investor calls the second they can cut jobs they're going to cut jobs 
Yep, that's said. Hey guys, can you guys take uh, it for a second? I have to make an emergency bathroom run. Yeah, no worries. Good, good luck I do, with that. I, Ryan, I do agree with that, but again, at the same time, okay, I think those those job losses are temporary because right now Air Canada said the same thing more or less, right? So again, I, what I think is when it comes to economics, right, dollars and cents, is that people are not going to be flying. Obviously, uh, you know, airline companies in general are—they're not that profitable, right? That's why they're fucking increasing seats per 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 airline per. So I, I will stop you right there on that one. So like the problem with airline companies, and this is, so this is the larger issue is we have two completely set different sets of rules for companies and people. For people, you're always told you, you always have to have a nest egg sitting there to get you through if anything crazy happens. Whereas, especially with these airlines, like it was something like 90 some percent of their available capital at the end of the end of years they're dumping into stock buybacks just to up their profitability. Um, and really that's the profitability just for shareholders and the executives. Like that doesn't roll downhill. So like okay, let me these companies, let me these companies. Are, yes. Just the last point on that, right. Is like, we have so many companies that think it's okay to run hand to mouth as far as their balance sheet goes when we expect the exact opposite of everybody that made that company successful. Okay. But the thing is, okay. So you have a 401k, right? Absolutely. All right. So based on your 401k, I'm assuming a certain percentage of your 401k might own an airline uh, stock or stocks. So you want, you want that to appreciate, appreciate, right? So at the same time, it's one of those things where you can't blame that support something, meaning you want your 401k to go up because ultimately in capitalism, the stock market you want to you want you want to continue the stock market to go up because what it does it enhances the 401ks yada 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 that's just the system we live in right it's unfortunate yeah, but not but not everybody has that that's the problem is like not everybody's in the position i am where right. they have right. a position in stocks and what it does is it, is it really screws over the people that don't have that because as more companies uh become public and they become publicly funded at that point, it is shareholder value above all. So you get into this trap where you start taking a look at like anything that's going to your employees is really, at the end of the day, just an expense. So you're looking to cut that wherever you can. So you run as lean as possible, which is why you have the burnout that we do here in the States. And this is one of the big difference between like, if you take a look at the difference between us and like a lot of European countries is you have people here that have, you know, no sort of like leave. You have people that, you know, are taking, and I see it like right within my own company, right? Like we have a good amount of time that we can take off throughout the year, having been in the industry as long as I have. But like most people end up taking off like one week. And it's like, it's just not healthy. Okay. No, I agree with that. But things that the so, so people have to, I guess, over time have to evolve and learn how the, Capital, capitalism works and kind of use that to their advantage as well. So a little bit of self-education, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't just, okay, so Canada is more, so Canada is a social democratic country, right? We keep fucking spending, 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 hoping for future generations to fucking uh, pay. It's going to go, it doesn't make sense. The, the, the business model does not make sense. Right now, you can live good, this and that, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. Whereas capitalism is the is is the most is the most efficient um, system out there, right? You know, what only I'm we're not. But the problem is, is we're not a pure capitalism. Oh, no, you guys, are, you're not. But you guys are the closest thing to it, right? Yeah, but we have the gigantic problems that we kind of touched on. Is like we have all of these large corporations that, because of how much they are leveraged in the market, become quote unquote too big to fail so if they're successful yes we all see our stocks go up if they fuck things up all of a sudden stocks drop and our taxes end up going to them so, like they really have no they have no true like I don't even know how to phrase it like repercussions they don't well yeah they don't have to be afraid to fail Right. Like if no, they do great, they do great. If they do poor, we still bail them out. Right. There's no repercussions fair. for them be doing poorly. Right. 
I'm back, by well, the way. Well, 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 the repercussions is, for example, let's say GM, right? Back in 2008. Technically, they should have been allowed to fail. If that yep. happened realistically, how many fucking jobs would be lost? Lost Not only for GM, but these tier one, tier two suppliers. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 you got to have a little bit of common. I know what you're saying, Ryan. But you got to have a little bit of common sense to the extent that some companies are too big to fail. They are the backbone of America, right? You know what I'm saying? But that's like, so like when we talk to Pat, right? Like he talks yeah. about it too. Like all we're doing is causing these ridiculous bubbles that when they break, now all of a sudden we have to rebuild them as opposed to what would actually be capitalism. And these companies, when these times come where shit hits the fan, they would actually have to be more fiscally conservative and have like cash reserves there to get through it and not, you know, and not just go, you know, suck the tit of the government. Right. And it's interesting to note that not all of the auto companies did that. Ford did not uh, declare bankruptcy. They did not take any government assistance and they're doing right, just right. fine. You know, uh, but you, you bring, it's a complicated subject you're talking about, uh, which right. is why I don't have much to add to it, but it's interesting to hear you guys talk about it. Well, that's why. So I, there's one thing I do, like I am proud of one part of like, you know, the industry and I work in is like the part of the insurance industry that I work in. There's no such thing as, it's too big to fail. Like the insurance market itself, like we maintain that solvency. So you'll never hear about a property or casualty insurer go to the government for a bailout. Like that's not a thing in our world. Right. And if you want to talk about capitalism, that's the way it should be. You shouldn't be able to completely leverage yourself, keep no cash reserve on hand. And when things go great, yeah, you bump your, your stock price, you do a bunch of buybacks, you give ridiculous money to CEOs. But when things go wrong, you go cry to the government and you're still in a good in a good position. Right. Like, is, how okay, do we well, how do the, we the, decide like who who is going to win no matter what? Well, okay, the thing is, this, the insurance industry, though, it's a, again, you hear horror stories or look at people pay in insurance this and that and then they something tragic happens to them. And the insurance company tries to nickel and dime. It's one of those, it's an industry where it's kind of already safeguarded because, you, always, for example, car insurance, house insurance, you always got to pay no matter what. Good times, bad times. So you guys already got that protection, I guess, saying, where no matter what the economy is doing, uh, people are still going to need car insurance. They're going to need whatever. So then you hear those horror stories of people Again, I'm not saying in general all insurance companies do this, but, you know, somebody fucking paid insurance for years of their life to get cancer or whatever, and they got to fucking fight these major insurance companies. They end up getting fucking uh, pennies on a dollar for a, for a cash payout or whatever. Well, not cash payout, but just to, to uh, get money from the insurance company. I know what you're saying, Ryan. I honestly, I know what you're saying. Again, it's very it's a very complicated subject, right? Yep. Hey it's guys, just, I just don't think long time or long term you can have an economy that's purely driven on having a set amount of companies that are just designed to win. Like they right, cannot yeah. lose. Like that's right. capitalism that's wins all time, brother. Up. Listen, yep. man, you guys have the best system in the world. I know, right? PJ, you want you want to cut this off, but yeah, I got to run to the bathroom again. Yeah, we might as well right. call it a show. Hey. All right, you guys have a great. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk tomorrow, uh, Ryan. I love the discussion. We'll, uh, I guess in the future we could do this again if you want or whatever. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Right, Thanks for calling, Can right, uh, Uncle Canada. All right. Sure. All right. Yeah, uh, it's been about an hour, and I actually need to run to the restroom again, so we're going to call it a day. Uh, I want to thank uh, our favorite uncle from Canada for calling in. I want to thank Ryan as always. I couldn't do the show without him, and it, I also want to thank the OG Army. This show is for you guys, so I appreciate it. Uh, you got anything, Ryan? Yeah, I got two quick things before you shit yourself. Uh, number one, everybody go out to the YouTube page. Um, at least take a listen once this is up to see like how the audio sounds. I think I fucked up and we missed like the first two or three minutes, um, but I think we're good past that. Uh, subscribe there, leave a like, you know, do all that, you know, fun bullshit. Um, but at least now people will be able to see the chat in perpetuity. And mm -hmm. second, as always, fuck all y'all you guys have a great night we'll see everyone tomorrow at six Screw you, hippie.